Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so freaking hard for your money, and you're now ready for your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live a life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, it's not just about getting rich. It's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others and create a ripple effect. And guys, that's what I'm so happy to do here with you. Thank you for allowing my ripple effect to continue through you guys, not just as you learn, but as you actually apply the things that you learn and make your lives better. So thank you for tuning in, binging, sharing it with other people and creating awesome, powerful conversations so that we can actually do something that's better than the traditional mainstream financial crap that's taught out there today. Uh, as a reminder, always go to our website. If you want to check out how much passive income you can create within the next 12 months, go to moneyripples.com, take our passive income calculator to see how much you can actually create in your situation today. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So guys, if, you're, if you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I've got a repeat guest here. I, I, I got to say, we've probably had him on at least three to four times on this show, but it's been about a year. So for those of you that have been tuning in really the last year, you might not have seen him. So uh, I'm bringing back Lane Kawaoka. Now, if you've heard some of the, we have some of the ads that come out, the sponsored ads, you'll, you'll hear Simple Passive Cashflow mentioned. This guy is Simple Passive Cashflow. He's got the podcast, Simple Passive Cashflow. Um, also got simplepassivecashflow.com. Um, and, and the one reason I'm bringing him back is because uh, he's really, he's kind of on the battlefield, right? Uh, with everything changing, there's interest rates rising and things are going crazy. Lots of talk about recession, you know, are we, you know, with this, all this massive inflation that we've had happen, is that going to start killing deals? And I know many of you, including my clients are kind of feeling a little bit hesitant, wondering, do they wait it out? Do they keep investing? What should they do? And so I brought Lane here today to talk about that. Like, what's the current condition of the marketplace? What is he seeing? You know, and what are some dangers, but also where are the opportunities? So Lane, welcome back to our show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the listeners are going to like this today. I think a lot of times you hear in podcast land, just from a bunch of economists that don't own any real estate, they just play around mm -hmm. the stock market. But, uh, but yeah, what's really going on out there, right? What's what, and what people can, uh, you know, what's, what are interest rates doing? And I think that's kind of some of the topics today. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your deals. I mean, you do a lot of multifamily, especially with apartments. I mean, that's your specialty. And, uh, and I know that you know, with everything that you've done, I mean, you tend to have like a very 
very particular system. I, one of the things I, I just complimented to one of my clients about you is that you really do a great job analyzing. I don't, that, I don't know if you consider that one of your superpowers, but I know it's one of your strengths for sure is that you really like to analyze and make sure the deals hit you know, certain check boxes. But I know even your strategy is starting to kind of really evolve a little bit lately. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that and what are you doing right now? Yeah, so just, I mean, just a little context for folks. I mean, I focus on stabilized workforce style housing. So these are rents in the $700 to $1,200 range. So mm-hmm. lower middle class, um, you know, it's, it's and in the, the theory is, you know, this is the B and C class type of housing in mm-hmm. recessions, the people move out of the A class into the Bs and then the Bs to move, move to the Cs. So, you know, and when they theory, downsize, they downsize in your stuff. Right, 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 and we kind of catch this bell curve coming at us, and therefore, you know, in, in recessions, it performs pretty good. But overall, the strategy is, well, let's go into a cash flowing asset, you know, just like one would buy like a turnkey rental, but in you know, if the recession never comes or it comes four or five years from now, you know, mm-hmm. we're making hay by rehabbing units, value adding the property, and force appreciating the asset, which is different from market appreciation, which is just hoping and praying that the market prices will be going up. So it's kind of a hedge strategy where you can take advantage of the tailwinds behind you. But I think the important thing is the cash flow. The cash flow is yeah. what keeps you alive in bad times. It's the oxygen. So you know this I think this is where people, you know, they they, they, they get it wrong in their head and they think, oh, real estate is risky. And if there's a recession, we're going to get killed. Well, first mm-hmm. thing, 2008 was a real estate crash. And the people who got hurt, if you really look closely, were the people gambling on appreciation and flipping houses. Mm-hmm. If you're a cash flow investor and if you bought little turnkey rentals back then or you bought apartments that are stabilizing cash flowing, you would have done okay. We just held on to the yeah. asset. And I think that's the thing that people need to think in the back of their head. At least it took me a long time. And I've been buying turnkey rentals. You know, I started in 2009 and you know, kind of moved over to syndications in 2015. But yeah. you, know, you always kind of look around and you're like, well, you know, people tell you real estate is risky because of that 2008 crash. But this is different, right? This is a different way of investing. Yeah. Well, and, and there, there's... Yeah, I know one of the things that's become kind of risky, even in the the rent, you know, the real estate rental, like single family home rental space, is if you ever finance. Right now, the interest rates have shot up so much that I've watched the cash and cash returns really diminish week after week. Um, even if you had a really good cash flowing investment, maybe it was like twelve percent cash on cash just three months ago. Now today, it might only be about an eight percent cash on cash. You know, and. And that's amazing. I mean, for those of the markets that they were already pretty tight, they might even be seeing negative cash flow. Um, how are you seeing that different or the same with what you're seeing in the in the, the multifamily space with apartments? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're completely right. And this is what's actually happening out on the street right there. You know, before we were seeing mortgages in the three percent range, now they're kind of yeah. creeping up to the fours. If you're a buy and hold renter or buy and hold landlord or investor, mm-hmm. yeah, that percent really impacts you. We all have our spreadsheets at home, the analyzers, um, you know, people want mine, they can play around with mine, but it all does the same thing, right? When you increase mm-hmm. it from 3.75 to 4.25, your cash flow that was already thin at maybe $200 is now a buck 25, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just keeps going down and down. That's your room for error. And 
that's when you then this is where you need to combo it with a value add strategy which either you first strategy you know the buy rent rehab rinse for peach which i feel like is kind of for broke guys getting started mm -hmm. right you see a lot of the kids doing this type of stuff yeah but this is what we do in the syndications for you right we kind of burr these properties for you and that's the little bit of lift that we have in addition to the cash flow to be able to have that margin of safety, that room for error in case that 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 economy comes downwards. And mm -hmm. this is the, you know, people ask us all the time, like, you know, they what's the, what's happening with the interest rates? What's happening with interest rates? And, you know, there are, sometimes the response can be a little cavalier in their their heads. Well, you know, like, don't you guys care about interest rates? And like, well, we don't really care because in our model, Excel mm -hmm. spreadsheet, and when you're value adding the property, most of the money you're making, you know, sometimes more than two thirds of the returns is coming from the value add, which is rehabbing units, putting in sweat equity, or you know, lowering expenses on the management side, increasing other revenue, and it's less predicated on the cash flow side. Therefore, you know, people can kind of understand that the interest rate is less impactful, and a lot of times we're using bridge bridge loans anyway. That the interest rate you know it's a short-term yeah. debt option anyway and i think that's you know in the commercial world this doesn't really matter when you're doing value add i guess i could probably say it doesn't matter too much in the residential world if you're doing value add but that's yeah. the difference um and and unfortunately the tides interest rates going up is, is synonymous with the tides are going up it's harder and harder to find these deals that you know you can just sit in cash flow you know, you can't just be a super lazy investor anymore. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and that's, and I think that's one of the biggest dangers I see right now is so many operators have been able to be lazy. They can, they can kind of smooth over their mistakes by just saying, well, it's okay because rents are being driven up, values are being driven up, everything's fine because, you know, even though I'm a little sloppy here, you can't tell because we've covered it up. And it's kind of like the Warren Buffett quote when the tide rolls out, you see you swimming naked. I think we're going to see that more and more is which operators are doing a good job of this and who's not. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking to the single family home investors, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I was there not too long ago. I mean, when I was buying these things from 2009 to 2015, I mean, there was easy $400 of cash flow right there. Yeah. You could be very conservative and all your underwriting and your expenses. But today, I mean, 2015, it's like $200. And, you know, for the people today, it's like, less than a hundred bucks when I underwrite it. And maybe it's synonymous with like, you know, back then it was what, $5,000 to go to college. Today's it's like 50, a hundred grand a year. You know, it's like, it just gets mm -hmm. harder and harder, but it's, you know, maybe just like college education, you know, it, the price isn't going to come down just like mm -hmm. real estate. I mean, I think people, from what I see from new investors, the new investors a lot of times will have this attitude. It's like, well, it's got to come down, right? You know, eight to 12 year cycles, it's got to come down. It's like, well, mm -hmm. you know, I thought the same thing in 2012, 2014, 15, <laughs> 17, 2020. Mm -hmm. The damn thing just keeps going up and up and up. <laughs> and if you're a cash flow investor, the prices don't really matter too much. You have to just right. get in the game. And if you don't get in the game, you never start learning, right? I didn't yeah. know too much when I first started, but I learned by getting in the game. So yeah. for those two reasons, you have to kind of start somewhere. And if you invest 
with cash flow in mind, it, you know, there's somewhat of a cash flow play in there that can string you through a recession. You know, you have to get started where you're at. I agree. I mean, that's the one big thing I learned from the last recession where I got my butt kicked was, you know, I was gambling on, on appreciation. I wasn't really focused on profits. You know, if I would have, the funny thing is I started out that way, which is what got me out of the rat race in the first place. But when I took my eye off of profits and started trying to go in for big, as Kiyosaki would call it, capital gains type deals, where I was trying to make a big buck off of a sale or a transaction, that wasn't nearly as efficient as just going for that profit cash flow coming in all the time. And, and that's kind of what you're talking about here too, is that you know someone could still buy a rental if they're looking at just a single family home as an example. If they have the ability to add value in the sense they could renovate it or do something to be able to drive up the rent to offset those higher interest rate costs, it's no big deal because you still make money. Um, and same thing what you're doing in the apartment space. But the difference in the apartment space versus single family rental is that single family rental only goes up in value based on, I mean, maybe off a little bit of renovation, but mostly off of really market value, where yours is completely driven when it's an apartment building, driven off of actual profits. The more profitable you are, the higher the value of that, that apartment building. Right. It's based on the, the magic formula is the net operating income divided by the cap rates, whether that's 0 0.05, 0.06, it ranges in different markets for different asset classes. But yeah. it's essentially that, that formula and that, you know, that dictates the market price. How are you doing it differently today? Like, uh, I mean, I noticed you started, you said you're kind of going away from vanilla deals and going more for chocolate. You know, what does that mean? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we always look for some value add types of projects because that's really how the returns get juiced. I mean, most of the returns, I mean, you know, maybe five years ago, you were seeing a lot of deals where it was very cash flow heavy, especially if you went to some tertiary mm -hmm. markets. Most of the returns yeah. would be coming from that cash flow part. Over the years, things, you know, people started to go away from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, non-recourse debts because, you know, the bad thing about those is you have heavy prepayment penalties. So if you do a good job and you value at the property, now you're kind of stuck. Um, I think you're actually in a, a partner with in, in us in this project. I mean, we didn't, we're looking to sell it, but mm -hmm. there's this huge prepayment penalty. So it kind of like takes away a good chunk of the returns. And, it, it, you know, this is why everybody's going to bridge loans these days. Yeah. Some people would look at them as more risky, but what I'd say is like, well, they make good deals better, but bad deals worse, right? So I think that's where people right. latch onto, but they make good deals better because if you can value at the project in the first couple of years, mm -hmm. you can get out of the loan without paying this huge, you know, one, 2% prepayment penalty, which you have on all these other stuff. So that's been kind of steadily happening and, you know, I mean, this last six months of interest rates kind of creeping up and, you know, like the market just getting stronger and stronger, rents are keeping going up stu still, right? And, mm -hmm. and that's from, from a high level. Like, you know, we don't, really don't really care too much about interest rates going up because the cap rates and the market rents will kind of go up in tandem and we're leveraged on that side. So interest rates are indicative of a good economy. A good economy mm -hmm. is the rents go up skyrocket right in some places yeah. 10 20 percent which is not sustainable we're all we're looking mm -hmm. is for a two three percent rent growth but you know if i'd rather take you know the interest rates that go up two percent i'll take that but the rents and the rents because the rents will probably be going up another you know 50 100 bucks across mm -hmm. the board with that 
So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, heads I, heads I went, tails I went. Because yeah. investors at the end of the game, the game of investing is all it is, is take your cap rate, what you're making, minus your debt service, your interest rates. And those typically go up and down in tandem. People can Google interest rates versus cap rates on a graph. And if Google will show you what I'm kind of talking about. It's mm-hmm. that delta between that two is all investors really care about. And then we mm-hmm. use leverage. We magnify that and that's our return. So there's always going to be that gap between the interest rates and cap rates, which investors take advantage of. And then when you can combo that with a value-add strategy, you know, that's, that's why the rich get richer and the people who are kind of frozen, not putting their money into assets, getting killed by inflation, they stay where they're at. Or obviously we're kind of, I'm sure you've talked to your folks about the idea of like your, your money eroding away, right? I'm certainly not moving Mm -hmm. forward. Um, but yeah, we're having trouble finding these deals because people just keep buying, you know, bigger properties, right? The, the guy mm-hmm. who was starting out in 2015, you know, he's, he bought a fourplex. Now they might be moving on to a 30, 40 unit, right? It's been this kind of constant chase in terms of competition. The truth yeah. is multifamily, and even large apartments. And if you find a good property manager and you're a good project manager, you can pretty much run the project. You may or may not be able to raise $10, $20 million to buy the large, that larger asset, which is why we kind of stay above the mom and pop investors. But still, it's mm-hmm. getting harder and harder to find these types of deals, especially with the competition from the high end, the, the large institutions seeking refuge in multifamily because it's such a great investment option in uncertain right. times. So you know, now we're kind of looking, you know, what do you do, right? Well, the way we see it is, well, we have to, that low-hanging fruit is kind of being taken away. So we need to find deals that are a little, have maybe have a little bit more hair on them, maybe mm-hmm. build properties from scratch, you know, because we need to kind of differentiate ourselves and get away from the creeping up competition. So, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, you know, maybe look to, you know, do a little bit more aggressive value add deals, more heavier repositions, that type of stuff is the way we're kind of focusing on. Before where we just initially we'd kind of cherry pick and have that site on, you know, cash flowing property with a very lipstick on a pig type of renovation plan. Well, that fruit got taken up by the short giraffes out there. <laughs> so you gotta stretch your neck a little bit is what you're saying. Yeah, go, go grab a ladder, right? And maybe yeah. take, you know, go find different fruit is the, is the metaphor, I guess. Yeah. Well, this is good stuff. I mean, uh, and, and I know obviously you're trying to adjust and evolve as the markets evolve too. And, and like you said, you have to go for the higher fruit that most people aren't looking at right now, or, or just don't want to take the time, and the effort to go find it. And, um, and that's good because you don't want to be the person that's investing. If there's passive investors are here on the show, we don't want to be looking at deals that someone's just trying to cherry pick, so to speak, and hoping that it works out. But then if things turn around, they're toast, right? We don't want that. We want somebody who actually really does their homework, make sure that it's the right deal, not just any deal out there. Right. I mean, if you got, if you're doing a little bit of value add on your own, I think you're good. You're, you know, mm-hmm. it's not getting that bad, but I think where, I mean, you've kind of told me this, your concerns with some of the new, new investors kind of on the very bottom rung just mm-hmm. kind of buying, you know, these lukewarm deals out there pushed around by yeah. the local realtors. And, you know, sometimes you, you said you had to walk on some of them with your clients and it's like, 
yeah, you know, put it into the analyzer, your underwriting tool and kind of see and, and what I tell everybody is, well, get a bunch of data points, especially if you're in the lower rung and you don't know what a good, what the good deal is, but just yeah. get a lot of data points to know what the sucker ones are because they, I mean, investors are born every day and there's a sucker born every day and they know it. If they're always looking to unload that one property, that's negative 50 bucks cash flow. That looks like $200 cash flow on paper. Mm -hmm. And your job is a detective to figure out, don't be the sucker who buys that one property. Exactly. From, you know, these guys who want to unload it. So mm. I'm not, not saying to scare anybody, but, you know, I think just go through the process of being an educated investor, putting it into the analyzer and figuring out, like, is this like kind of where the scatter, scatter points are? Or is this one really, really junk? down here that is the one that that the sucker property they want to get rid of yeah yeah wise words so lane if, if somebody wants to get to know you and your deals better what would be the best way for them to reach out to you yeah i mean they can go to simplepassivecashflow.com and then you know the podcast will pass a cash flow but if they want to um, check us out and you know build a relationship shoot me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com perfect yeah, I know there's a lot of people looking for good deals. And I love the fact that you even have non-accredited type investments too, which you know, most people don't even bother going through that hassle of having somebody who's just a normal investor versus someone who's an accredited investor. So um, that's one huge benefit I know that you have with a lot of your deals. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we'll still do a little bit of like turnkey or some debt investments, um, that you don't need to be accredited for. I mean, mm -hmm. the, I think the difference is, you know, we kind of, I think you and I see eye to eye on this, you know, we kind of want to build a relationship with people and mm -hmm. not just be kind of like this faceless company. We kind of, you know, and at the same time, we want to see if it's a good fit both ways, right? We want to kind of get to know you too. Exactly. It's gotta be, it's gotta be something that there's trust both ways. Absolutely. Well, Lane, appreciate your time today. And, and everybody, again, check out simplepassivecashflow.com. Check out Simple Passive Cashflow podcast to get to know him and his philosophy better. But, uh, you know, again, Lane, really appreciate your time being here today because yeah, it's this is wise words that we need right now because I, I just see that the people are getting lazy and they're getting stupid a little bit. And it's good to have a, a good, you know, good, solid, you know, wise counsel in, in this time. So everybody, you make it a wonderful and prosperous week, and we'll see you later. Hey! Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University.
visit gcu.edu.